As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sports Biz Los Angeles right here on Believe. His name is Tom Hofarth, Los Angeles Times Sports Business Journal. I'm Fred Wallen with you every week. We do our best to talk about everything as far as sports business, sports media in Los Angeles. And, uh, of course, you can always email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And, Tom, the big story in my mind today is that Mike Bolzinger, who pitched uh, for three or four years for the Dodgers, uh, is suing the Houston Astros for basically ending his career, 217, he's pitching for Toronto, uh, and maybe he's the 11th or 12th hurler on the uh, Blue Jay ball club, and he goes in there, one-third of an inning, gives up four runs, four hits. The next day, they uh, release him. He's not pitched in the majors since. He's suing uh, Houston for $31 million. He's giving it to charity. But uh, still, your thoughts about Mike Bolzinger, Major League Baseball, and the Houston Astros. Well, anytime you want to make a statement, you go to the legal system, you file a lawsuit, and that's kind of what this one is. I, I, the first thing when I heard about this, I turned to my friend Jim Thompson, who does a cart. He actually does the uh, the uh, sports editorial cartoons for the LA Times. He used to do it for a long time for the LA Daily News. But Jim's a lawyer by trade, and what his thought was right away, he thought it was a prayer for the damages that he'll donate to charity. He thought it was posturing and inappropriate. And he said, "There's no. This is absurd motion to dismiss this. The Mark Garagos case that he thought was was kind of grandstanding. But if you look at it more, right? You like you said, the 31 million that he's asking for is then is what the Astros made as a result of winning the World Series. He wants all that money forfeited and directed towards charity, and it's just the elderly pro players. So you know, there's some some good part to this." Um, and I, I thought this was when he was with the Dodgers, but it was with the Blue Jays, so that was the interesting twist for me. But he filed it in Los Angeles because that's where he lives right now. Um, and, and when you go back and listen to the video of Olsinger when he pitched in that game, you know, the Astros are being accused of banging on trash cans you know, to, to give signals. And Russell Martin, I think, was his catcher then. And so the Astros are watching the center field camera and the lens on, Mar- on, on Russell Martin's signals. And, Supposedly, 12 of the 29 pitches that Bolsinger threw were, you know, listened, were banged and heard. And so what he's filing for is unfair business practices, negligence, intentional interference with a contractual relation, intentional interference with a prospective economic relation, and negligent interference with prospective economic relations. 
which sounds like a lot of legalese for the fact that he got screwed out of some money and his career went in, in the toilet because of it. So I'm not, uh, as, as far as money goes, ask for what you want and see what happens. The worst that could happen is to throw this out, which would seem to be a bit hypocritical. Uh, if, if baseball wins this case, but on the other hand, what does he have to lose at this point? Um, all those things that he listed are fair, I thought. Um, you know, unfair business, intentional interference. Um, so while my friend Jim Thompson might think it's kind of absurd, I'm thinking, why not? Uh, what does he have to lose? And if it wins, you know, maybe you can open the floodgates. But uh, as far as finances go, it seems like a, a, a reasonable ex- expectation for me that when you go out and pitch in a major league game, you're expecting certain things, and when you're not, there's an unfair balance, and, and your, your economics are in, influenced by it. So if you want to take this to another level, yeah, the fans may be, may be losing their faith in the game, but if a player is losing his faith in the game, that's a whole other ballgame. Well, again, uh, uh, some players uh, may have uh, pitched their last time in uh, Houston. Other pitchers uh, may have uh, been a reliever and uh, they were sent to the minors. Other starters may end up a reliever if they pitched uh, in those kind of circumstances. And I'm telling you the truth. My gut feeling when I first read about this, I think he should sue Major League Baseball. Because Major League Baseball has to know. Major League Baseball is in control. They're individual franchises, True. but they're, they're, they, they've got uh, governmental protections as a group. And so I think Major League Baseball, they, everybody should go after the game itself. Because the bottom line is their careers ruined. And just forget, forget careers ruined for one moment. I'm a big Clayton Kershaw fan, right? So every time uh, you talk about the Hall of Fame for him, everybody says, yeah, but what about in the postseason. Well, part of that postseason was in Houston, Minute Maid, in 217. People are going to say, look, his ERA was six in that ballpark. I mean, so maybe he's going to make the Hall of Fame anyway. But I'm just saying, if it's close, somebody could lose out on the Hall of Fame because of what the Astros and Major League Baseball allowed to happen. So Fred, always on the side of the defense anyways, uh, well, I mean, the, the little guy, in this case, Bollinger is the little guy, even though he would be the plaintiff in this suit. The bottom line is, I think he's got a real strong case. And I think other players, as you said, the floodgates are opening. There are going to be other players who are going to say the same thing. Well, especially when Manfred only finds the Astros, you know, a couple million dollars and first them to, to, to spend their manager and general manager, which they eventually fire. I think when you see that as the reaction by Major League Baseball to what happened, a, a lawsuit like this is, is, is valid. And, it, you know, if it was filed by a bunch of fans who say they got screwed out of money and stuff, that happens all the time and it never really sort of pans out. But when an actual player does it, I think there's got to be some substance to it. So when Major League Baseball, uh, they were activists in some way, and then finally, you know, Livelihood is based on the other team knowing what's coming. That's just 
know, it, it, it gets right to the core of the, the the status of the game and whether the game can be believed. And obviously, those I, I thought a lawsuit would actually come sooner from gamblers who lost money on, on a lot of this stuff because they're the ones who stand to lose a lot of money as well. And now that baseball is, is open itself to legal gambling, that's got to be a whole other layer to this. I don't disagree at all. Folks, uh, he's Tom Hofarth, Los Angeles Times. Fred Wallen right here on Sports Business Believe. We talk sports business, sports media almost every week. It's uh, We're doing this show at uh, 5.06 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon. So if anything happens after the fact, don't blame us. It happened after the fact. Again, email us, uh, sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Talking about Did after you get the blamed fact. for things? I never get blamed for things. Well, you don't do talk shows. Um, uh, and, you don't, and you don't give your email address out either. Um, talking about uh, blamed after the fact, uh, what are they going to do with Jock Peterson? I mean, obviously, uh, if you're Peterson or R- 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 Ross, uh, Ross, Str- Ross Stripling, you do Stripling. not want to go back with the Dodgers with the fact that they dealt you away, but things went haywire. Now the Angels don't want to make that deal. So if you're Jock Peterson, I was thinking a, pl- a great place for him if they wanted to have him at 50 home runs would be Colorado. So, of course, they won't do that because then they'll look bad. How far away can they send him so the Dodgers don't look bad? They are going to deal him away, I presume, because uh, and it, because let me, let me just say this. I, you know, Andrew Freeman comes off like uh, he thinks he's a genius and whatever the case might be, and Stan Kasten, they spent three years, they spent three years and $50 million for A.J. Pollock. A.J. Pollock was a very good player, but now the last three or four years, A.J. Pollock, injury after injury. A.J. Pollock, another right-handed hitter. Dodgers have a whole slew of right. right-handed hitters. They don't have that many left-handed hitters. Uh, we found out that uh, certainly Peterson cannot play first base, but he can play good outfield. You know, his uh, uh, arm isn't what uh, Bellinger's is, but he's got a good enough arm to play left, center, or right. So I don't know why they even thought about dealing him, to tell you the truth, because he's going to hit 35 home runs for somebody. Where do you think he's going to end up? Well, I still do think that, as we talked about last week, I do think that Dodgers got a decent strategy for getting rid of him because now he's not a starter in any way, shape, or form. I mean, you're gonna, you don't want to platoon with Pollock. I mean, and Pollock, you know, obviously had some injuries last year, so you did need some guys. But they've had guys who are flexible and play the outfield and fill that spot. But to me, Peterson was more of a liability in a lot of ways than having a bad leadoff at 36 home runs in today's game is, is probably what uh, is, is more sufficient in what teams want with launch angles and all those things. To me, it seemed like the Angels really squashed this deal, and that doesn't make any sense either. Artie Marino seemed to be upset that the Dodgers were stalling on this based on the, the Mookie Betts and David Price deal not coming through in a timely fashion, and it kind of left the Angels hanging, but the Angels stood to make the way better side of this deal. I don't know why, if the Angels pulled the plug on this, why they did, because they were getting the much better deal out of this. And even though Peterson had won his arbitration case, it wasn't going to cost him a lot of money. And no, he, lo- he, lo- he lost it. He, he lost his arbitration case. He's going to make That's 7.75 right. so, 7, 7, 7, 7. instead of $9 million. So, you know, the Angels would even right. have to pay him less. So I agree with you. I, yeah, I don't. So something I, else must have happened where maybe the Dodgers said something or did something or just the the constant stall uh, that occurred. And, I, and again, Artie doesn't like that. I'm sure he's not used to that. And uh, he said, take a hike. Right. And it's too bad for Peterson, too, because if you get dealt away and you live here in Southern California, 
I guess the next best place would be either San Diego or Orange County. I mean, so from that aspect, they're not going to deal them to the Padres, although they might because right field is so deep in San Diego at, at Petco. Maybe they would deal them there just from the principle that he can't hit 35 at Petco. No, I'm kidding. But the point is, I don't know where he's going to go. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for Ross Stripling. I, I just, you know, I don't remember too many times historically when this has occurred, but uh, in this case, the player, again, is taking it uh, uh, in the shorts, and um, I don't quite understand how it occurred. People were blaming the media. Some people were blaming the media for, for announcing this as a trade, but it never was a trade trade. It was more of a, this is on the table, yeah. based on the Dodgers, you know, ongoing thing. So I don't think the media has anything to blame for this. And, 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 and these guys, have, they know it's a business, so they're now, they know their name's going to be tossed around in any sort of trade. And I don't think there's any hurt. There can't be hurt feelings on their part or feeling like, oh, the Dodgers don't want me. Well, it's, it's a business deal no matter how you look at it. And, and the fact that you have value to be traded, I think, is much better than if you don't have value. So if any of these players are upset by this, I think that's on them. But I think, really, again, the Angels are the ones that sort of fumbled this whole thing. Let me just add one thing. Uh, the Dodgers say really they don't need Peterson. The bottom line is those guys who can play left would include uh, Kiki Hernandez, right-handed hitter, Chris Taylor, right-handed hitter, A.J. Pollock, right-handed hitter. They dealt away their yep. left-handed hitter in Verdugo, so they don't have a preponderance of left-handed uh, uh, hitting outfitters at this point. I mean, uh, you just uh, just won in Bellinger. So I don't know you know, if it made any sense. It was, it was a salary dump, obviously, but if you're going to deal away for Dugo, don't you need a left-handed hitting left fielder uh, to play two-thirds of the games or three-quarters of the games because the pitchers mostly are right-handed in the major leagues? So, I mean, to me, it made no sense whatsoever, except the Dodgers are cheap, the Guggenheims are cheap, and that's why we're not 60% of us don't get the games from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, let's continue talking about uh, – uh, Major League Baseball, and I got to say this: I think Rob Manfred is crazy. Okay, this year they start they start this ridiculous rule. They start this ridiculous rule where a relief pitcher has to pitch to three hurlers once he comes in. Nonsense! A part of the game is matchups. That's part of the fun of the game: watching a manager make a yeah. mistake uh, or, or or not make a mistake. And now he's gone totally berserk. You know, it's just for TV money, an extra round of. Uh, television games he wants to add two more wild cards in each uh, league uh, in each uh, in each uh, league of folks and so now <laughs> we're going to get an extra round on television and they're going to get millions of dollars and billions of dollars whatever the case might be if it passes i don't know if the players will say yes i don't see why they wouldn't but but i mean because but Alex Wood has already spoken out. The reason I say I don't think they would maybe not turn that down is because it would mean extra money for the for the players, I guess. But the bottom line, it makes no sense, does it? Well, none of it makes sense. And um, when I first saw this thing, and, and thankfully it's not something that's been done. It's mostly like a trial balloon, which gets the public to talk about it, which gives them the feedback they need, I think, to decide whether to go on with it. And I think the players will only say yes to it if they get something back in return when it comes to collective bargaining. When, when I first heard about this, I sent out a tweet because I saw this in the New York Post when it first came out, and I said, I don't think this is quite moronic enough. You've got to go back and come up with a far worse way of cheapening the playoff structure <laughs> because that's exactly what it's doing. And then 
to me, there are so many things that baseball needs fixing, and TV and the TV money that provides income for the teams, they're the ones who are pushing more postseason games. And this reality show concept of picking teams, and it, it, it just it just seems to, to go back to, does Rob Manfred even like baseball? I mean, that's, that's, that's flat out what it, what it comes down to. Um, fix instant replay, fix the in-game videos, fix the, the pace of play, pay the minor leaguers a real salary, um, pay the young major league baseball players a better salary, stop embarrassing yourself with this stupid rule that prevents uh, a player like Chris Bryan and the Chicago Cubs from getting his free agent status because they pushed him down the first two weeks of his rookie season, so now he loses a year. I mean, improve your minority hirings in the dugout, in the front office, de-incentivize tanking. Oh, and then, by the way, then look at the playoff structure. You've got so many more problems to deal with as far as the PR thing to do. And focus right now, it, it, it's, it's astounding that as, as the NBA and, and NHL add more teams to the playoff structure, which makes the regular season completely uh, meaningless, except for playoff ranking and, and seedings, you would, you would take the entire 162 games and make it even more meaningless. So, because you, you make the playoffs even a bigger crapshoot. The, the baseball playoffs are the biggest crapshoot going. You just to get in, just to get in using the Dodgers example, no matter how good their record was, and, and look at, you know, home field advantage means nothing. Look at the, the World Series from last year. The home team lost every game in seven games. So, to make the, the playoffs even more of a TV game show is, is astounding to me that it's even being discussed. But it is because, again, Manfred, to me, doesn't even know what what he's trying to achieve except make the owners happy and give them more money. And at the, at all of this at the stake of losing the integrity of the game. Folks, what do you say right here on Sports Business Believe? Give us an email. Send us an email. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. In our last two to three minutes, Tom, uh, rumors have it you own 15% of the Lakers, which would mean that you're a very rich guy (laughs) because Forbes magazine has just come out and saying that uh, the Lakers and the Warriors have joined the uh, Knicks being worth more than $4 billion. Comment on that, owner Tom Hofarth. I know I don't own any percentage of any team, <laughs> but if I did, the NBA would seem to be the franchise based on the fact that every team's average went up 14%, according to these Forbes numbers. Compare that to the NFL teams, which only went up 11%. Major League Baseball teams went up 8%. If you invested in an NBA team and an and I hope that the LA Times owner still has his stake in the Lakers because that's that's going to get him a lot more money down the road than the newspaper industry. Um, <laughs> even the Clippers have gone up in value, and and that seems to me improbable as the Knicks being the highest valued team in all the NBA for the fifth straight year. For as as horrible a franchise as the Knicks have been run, just to keep improving your valuation just based on the city you're in and the TV deal you have, only the Dallas Cowboys at $5.5 billion are worth more than the Knicks among the North American sports franchise. Something is backwards here. When, when, when those are the way the numbers add up, um, the Clippers 
are at $2.6 billion, which is up 18%, and they're still half of what the Lakers are worth. Um, operating profits, that's, that's what it is. They were up a record $70 million last year per team. That's up 15%. So when we were talking earlier this year about NBA ratings you know, being down, it doesn't seem, you know, that was only early season. I, I, it's, they're, they're, the ratings are back up on ESPN and TNT. For as much as the NFL game is gold, as being, you know, 40 of the 50 most watched programs last year. The NBA is still, you know, elbowing its way in with the younger demographic. It's valuable as a, a video stream. It's valuable as a uh, marketing tool for, for player jerseys. There's so much more advantage of being an NBA owner uh, because the average viewer in an NBA game is still 43. In the NFL, it's 52. In the MLB, the average age is 59, according to Nielsen. So, that's where your youth, you know, your youth value is coming from. So, if you were given a shot at owning an NBA team, a 1.5 percent, I'll take that. Whatever that's worth, find the money. That's where I put it. All right. In 30 seconds, how many minutes are you going to watch of the NBA All Star Game this Sunday? <laughs> I, you know, um, I'll, I'll be honest. Probably zero. And. I'll watch much more of the PGA golf tournament here. The Genesis Open, um, but I, the NBA All Star Game to me is not even watchable product because no matter what they try to do with arranging the teams and the scoring and stuff, it's just it's 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 not it's not fun to watch. And I just hope nobody gets hurt. That's why I only, the only reason I would watch is to be to say did did Anthony Davis or LeBron James get hurt in this game? No. Okay, let's move on. Tom Holforth, have fun watching the golf this weekend. I won't uh, be watching the NBA. I'll also be watching the golf. And uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on Sports Business and Believe. I, I believe you're correct. Tom Holforth with us. Uh, folks, email us, sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Thank you, Scott, for putting it together. And we'll see you again next week right here on Sports Business and Believe. Bye, everybody. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.